Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. Alright, welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. Today we're going to talk about two games that are a little outside the norm of a usual typical board game. When it comes to dexterity games, Jenga is probably the most well-known. You've probably played it at least once, and maybe even outside at a barbecue when somebody made the game out of 2x4s. Anyway, one evening when I was at a board game night here in St. Louis, I was introduced to this game that came in a very small yellow box. It was made by Haba, so clearly it's a children's game, yet only adults were playing, and they were having a good time. So I watched a few rounds, and I got in on the action myself. The game was Rhino Hero. It is a simple game based on the idea of building a house of cards with a little bit of Uno mixed in on the side. My local game shop had a demo copy in their library, so the son and I, we went and played it, and played it, and played it some more. We got other patrons to play it, we bought it, they bought it. The game shop did not mind seeing me come in with my son and set up a game of Rhino Hero. It originally came out in 2011, but I'm sure I did not play it until much later, say 2016. Designers Scott Frisco and Steven Strumpf had a classic on their hands for sure. It holds a 7.0 rating with 8300 ratings, and it sits 719th overall, but more impressively, is it ranks 7th in children games. Then, in 2017, the same designing duo released Rhino Hero Super Battle. It is not an expansion, but a slightly different, slightly larger version of Rhino Hero. And the crazy thing is, it sits 2nd in children's games, with a rating of 7.3. Both of these are amazing games for families and an absolute hoot for adults. Rule clarity. As you would expect with children's game, the rules are both very simple and very clear. Time to explain to newcomers. Well, let's just say it takes less than two minutes. For Rhino Hero, you place the walls on the roof in the configuration played by your preceding opponent, and then move the Rhino Hero himself, if need be, and then place your own roof. For Super Battle, select one of your floors and set the proper wall sections into the structure or onto the structure or in the, around the structure, however you need to do it, and then set your floor, adding monkeys if needed, and then roll a die for movement. Gameplay We'll look at Rhino Hero first. For Rhino Hero, you shuffle the roof cards and deal out 5 to each player or 7 if you're playing with only 2 players. Next, set the foundation card in the middle of a steady surface. Turn off any ceiling fans too, right Dave? Dave, if you're listening, I still don't believe that the uh, ceiling fan knocked over your tower. I still believe you did it. The foundation card is double-sided. One side has two walls at opposite corners, and that's the easier side as it is a more stable start. 
The other side only has one wall centered in a V shape, but it gets wobbly quite quickly. The first player places bit wall cards matching the ones on the foundation card. Then that player places a roof from their hand. This card must be placed in the same orientation as the foundation card. Then the next player goes. There are six types of roof cards. The first one's a plain roof card. It just shows a wall layout that must be played by the next player. The other five are marked in their corners with colored circles and symbols. The purple one changes the direction being played. So if you're going clockwise, it goes counterclockwise. Or vice versa. The blue one skips the next player. If you're playing two player, it's your turn again. The green one has a plus one on it. And that means the next player must draw another roof card prior to taking their turn. The red one has a 2x on it. This is a double roof card. The active player gets to place this roof card and then another one on top. Lastly, the black circle with Rhino Hero on it means that the next player must move Rhino Hero from his current location to this new location on the card. He must do this before placing new walls. The first person to place all their roofs is the winner. Or the person who doesn't knock down the tower is the winner. So if you're playing with multiple people, more than one person can win. There's also a rule stating that if the walls have all been built, then everyone wins. But let's be honest, that's very unlikely to occur. Alright, let's take a quick look at Super Battle. For Rhino Hero Super Battle, the most important part is you choose your character for the game. Okay, it doesn't really matter who your character is. They don't have any special powers, but come on now. Here they are. Rhino Hero is joined by his fellow superheroes Backwin, Big E, an elephant, and Giraffe Boy. They're exactly the same when it comes to gameplay, but I mean, who doesn't want to be a penguin dressed up like Batman? Anyway, you shuffle the floor cards and deal two per player. Then, set the three foundation cards in the middle, flipping them over, whichever configuration you want. But uh, I recommend setting them with the most dots up for the first few games. The dots are the only place you can set a wall on the foundation. Next, flip three floors face up. Set the rest face down as a draw pile. Place the monkeys and the supply of walls off to the side and you are ready to go. The first player selects a floor card from their hand. There are up to three symbols on each floor card, a green short wall, a yellow tall wall, and or a monkey. The player then takes the associated walls from the supply, then sets them on the foundation spot or spots and places their card level. That means that the first card must be placed on a short wall or tall wall only. You cannot put them on an angle. Then if there's a monkey on the floor, you have to take a monkey from the supply and hang it on the floor. If all the monkeys are hanging, the lowest one must be removed and placed on the current card. Next, the player rolls the light blue die with the numbers. You move your hero up or down in the game, the number of floors shown. Later in this game, this can get a little complicated. The structure will expand upward, outward, inward, downward. You can add floors wherever you want. So when counting floors, you have to look across the entire structure. Each floor, even if there's only one on that level, counts as a level. Also, later in the game, if you move your character to a level that already has a character on it, a super battle ensues. After placing your character on the level, you take the red die as the attacker. The other person who's already there takes the blue die as the defender. Both of them are rolled. The higher number remains on the floor. The lower number player must go down one floor. But this could start another battle. 
but you must always place your character anywhere on that level first before ensuing the battle. If you're the furthest up the structure, you receive the superhero medal. If you're the active player, you draw back up to two floors, either from the draw pile, or you can take one of the face-up floors. The game ends when someone causes part of, or all of, this structure to collapse. That is any player at any time. The player then with the superhero medal is the winner. Unless it was the person with the medal that caused the destruction, then everyone else is declared the winner. Again, there's a rule that says, if by chance there are no more legal moves to make and all the floor cards have been drawn and cannot be played, then the person holding the superhero medal is the winner. But again, I do not see that happening. Replayability. Because games can take less than five minutes if someone is clumsy, you can get a lot of games in during a lunch hour or a lunch half hour, or you can just rotate players in and out. That's what we typically do. I work with a bunch of engineers, so when we play Super Battle... It can take a little while and the structure can get quite large. And I typically knock it down. Artwork. It is exactly what you would expect from a children's game. Thies Schwartz did an amazing job with the character designs. Being a children's game but equally enjoyed by adults, the artwork is fantastic. It has a nice little cartoony comic book feel to it that fits the theme perfectly. Component quality. Both games are of high quality, but you expect that from Haba. The wooden characters are nice and each have their own shape in Super Battle. This does make picking up some of them easier than others. The roof cards from regular Rhino Hero are thick and a little hard to shuffle in the classic way, but that makes them a little more durable. The walls in both games are nice and pre-creased to again increase the durability. The floors in Super Battle are more flexible and are easier to shuffle. All the dice are wooden, but well balanced. As I said, this is a nice, high-quality game. Bang for the buck. Rhino Hero retails for $15, and it is well beyond worth it. Watching your coworkers stack walls and move the wooden hero is just a blast. The game comes with 31 roof cards, 28 walls, the foundation, and the nice wooden Rhino Hero himself. Rhino Hero Super Battle is a little more expensive at $35, it is, however, completely worth the money. It comes with four wooden characters, 24 of tall walls, 24 short walls, 30 floors, four spider monkeys, three wooden dice, three double-sided foundation cards, and the coveted superhero medal. As I just mentioned, the component quality is top-notch, so you won't have to replace your game anytime soon, so long as your dog or cat or children do not chew on the pieces. I have not seen these games outside of a game shop, though, so you'll probably have to wander into one of those to find it. Lunchtime Potential My group is more into the traditional style board games. We don't get into dexterity games too often. I brought Rhino Hero into the office more to show the group a game that they should look into getting for their families at home. Then uh, we played it, and we played it, and played it some more. Then a co-worker brought in his copy of Super Battle, and of course he had to assure his children before leaving that morning for work he would bring it back home. These games are hilariously fun for the office. The Other There is a larger or quote-unquote giant edition of Rhino Hero, but it was made into limited supply and retails for about $100 or more if you can find it. It looks like fantastic fun. The game boasts that it can reach over 6 feet tall when played. 
I also, while doing some quick research for this podcast, ran across Rhino Hero Jr. is up for pre-order right now for $30. I might have to pick this one up as its ages are two and up, so I might pick this one up to play with the daughter. I don't know much about it, but it does come with a wood monkey token, so might need to get it. In summary, I would like to quickly point out that the game's age range is 5 to 99. So, Betty White, if you're listening, this is your last year to play the game. You better get on it. Anyway, the table presence is extraordinary, with a three-dimensional building going straight up in the middle of your play area. It is sure to attract the attention of anybody walking by. Maybe even some non-gamers will want to step in, take a look, and play. It is more accessible. It looks more like Jenga than Settlers of Catan. And it sure is a crowd-pleaser, not only in the office, but also at home if you have little ones. You can reach out to me via my Facebook page or an email at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And as always, keep building those bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.